Now, it's time for Spotlight on Business, where every week we put the spotlight on a different local business so you can find out how they serve you and the community. Now, from Michiana's Morning News, it's Laura Smith. Welcome to the show. It's great to be with you. My guest this week is the guy that knows all about real estate on so many levels. Not only is he a broker for Remax Results, he is also the president of the Board of Realtors for Elkhart County. And now, to add to that even... He's the federal political coordinator to Rudy Yagam in Washington. So exciting. Nick Wise, thanks for being here, per usual, to talk about everything real estate, what's going on in our local markets and even in the country right now. Because what happens in the country affects what happens here, obviously. Um, I think let's follow up on something that we discussed last time you were here last month, just because you felt that there were some people that had a question about appraisals versus inspections and you went into it quite in depth, but there was something else you wanted to kind of further explain to everyone. And what is it? What is the difference between an appraisal and an inspection? Yeah. Yeah. And that's not the first time I've had this question come up. So I thought it's something that we probably should touch on really quickly before we move on to other things. But an appraisal, uh, people will often think that, oh, the appraiser is the inspector because they are doing some form of inspection while they're there. Now, it depends what kind of loan package you're getting. If you're going with a conventional loan, you're going to have a conventional appraisal. If you're FHA, you'll have an FHA appraisal, VA, so on, USDA. Now, and they're a little bit different. They have a little bit different requirements. So when you have the conventional appraiser come in there, I always kind of kid and I say, as long as there's not a hole in the roof, he's probably going to green light it and it's going to go through. He's going to be more interested in the value. Is the value matching up? Now, when you have FHA, VA, or to another extent, USDA loans and a USDA appraisal, they're going to be a little bit more stringent. They have criteria that they're really looking for, and that's going to be your base level thing. So it's it's really the things that they're going to be able to see with their eyesight. They're going to have to stick their head down in the crawl space or up in the attic and get some pictures and make sure they don't see any leaks or some water intrusion in the basement. Um, they're going to look in the kitchen and in the bathrooms to make sure you've got GFCI outlets. That's about where it ends. If they see paint that needs scraped and repainted, you know, lead-based paint, um, they're going to red flag that. And they're going to make sure that those items are fixed before the loan can go through. Now, an independent or a whole house inspection is something that the buyer is choosing to do themselves. So they're going to hire someone completely independent but licensed who's going to come into the house and they're going to be there for about three and a half or four hours, sometimes longer for a large home. They are going to go through everything with a fine tooth comb. They're not just poking their heads around in the crawl space. They're crawling in the crawl space. And uh, there's the difference is, again, the appraiser is basically working for the bank to make sure that the bank is making a loan on a good property. The inspector is working for the buyer individually to make sure that the buyer is covered on all their bases and not necessarily saying, hey, the seller's got to fix every little thing we find because they're going to issue a 40-page report. It's going to have everything. Every outlet is going to be checked. And it's going to be more so to give the buyer a, a you know a calm and say, okay, here are the issues. If they're really big, yeah, let's let the seller go ahead and address those before closing. But more so, it's it's maintenance issues. It's things to be aware of. To say, hey, we saw this. This may continue to deteriorate. It's something to keep an eye on. I just always thought that an appraisal was just someone determining the value of a home. I didn't know that they determined part of the value within what needed to be done to it. But is I guess that's how yeah, it that's, goes. That's pretty close to what it is. Um, you know, they 
when the appraisers out there, they may make you know additions to the value, they may make subtractions to value based on the amenities of the home. So if they're comparing it to a home that has granite countertops throughout, uh, you know, whatever, really high end items, they're going to try not to compare that to a home that doesn't have those amenities. So they're going to make you know concessions either way for those kinds of items. Um, but they're, the side piece of them is also to act as a little bit of an inspector when they're there, just to make sure that the home doesn't have safety issues is kind of the primary thing. Mm-hmm. They're making sure that it's safe for the inhabitants and that the life of the home will not be affected if things aren't repaired right then and there before closing takes place. So if you have a house that's, um, is it appraised also based on the value of the homes surrounding it? Oh, or, absolutely, okay. yeah. So they, like you might have the most beautiful home on the block, but if the rest of the homes are half of the price of yours, is that going to affect the price that they appraise it at? It sure does. You know, they're trying to stay geographically as close as possible to that property. Um, and and when they have an appropriate number of comparables, when the, the market is selling as well as it should be and inventory is where it should be, that's a lot easier for them to do. Um, right now, with inventory being low still, sometimes they have to go a little bit further away to get a, a correct comparable. But yeah, um, in regard to your, your comment about the nicest house on the block, sometimes that's a detriment. You know, in fact, sometimes it's best to have the least nice house on the block because those other nice houses will bring the value of your property up. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Really fascinating stuff. Um, let's go for just the overall update in the market. Um, you do that every time you come on the program. You give us a little insight as to what's going on this week per mm-hmm. se, like, cause it, it's, it's ever changing. It's so volatile. It, it feels like, um, that, you know, we want to know week to week what's happening. Yeah. And the big issue now still again is, is inventory, but the other one that's ever present are rates. What is the fed doing with rates? Well, they raised them again, um, to the consternation of many, I would say a lot of people have been obviously watching core inflation and watching it trickle down and saying, okay, things are going in the right direction. So when the fed met, you know, uh, about I, I think about two weeks ago when they met and made this decision, a lot of people were hoping they wouldn't raise them again. Well, they did. Mm. So they're not, again, they're not directly tied to what you're going to pay for your mortgage. They are, but it's not, again, it's not a direct tie. So when they actually raise their prime rate, the rate that they'll loan to banks, that doesn't necessarily mean everybody's mortgage rates is going to go up, but it certainly doesn't help. Um, and that's one of the reasons that they raised them as quickly as they did and as aggressively as they did, because they kind of wanted to put the brakes on things and primarily on inflation. But we've seen core inflation pull all the way back. Uh, I think the last numbers that we had for core inflation was at 4.6%, which is well down, as you know, from you know the, the eights and, and even a little bit higher that we had last year. So the Fed talks about you know their ideal would be 2%. My personal opinion, I don't know if we've ever, at least in recent years, seen 2% inflation. It always seems like it's probably a little bit more than that. Um, but, you know, we're heading in the right direction. So for them to bump up rates now, it kind of feels unnecessary, I guess. And, and even, uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but I, I was in D.C. last week, I think you know, and we had a presentation from Lawrence Yon, who's our chief economist, and he said... He didn't understand it either. You know, they weren't looking for those rate increases. You know, he was he was confused by that as well. Um, he predicts that core inflation will continue to decrease, and he even thinks it'll be down to three percent by the end of the year. And he just didn't feel like this measure was necessary. So I thought there was an interesting quote from Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Fed, and he came out and he said, "I've been chair of the board for five plus years now, and I fully recognize that we've made some mistakes." 
And I thought that was, A, really interesting to hear someone who's a little bit of a politician actually say, I made a mistake. You don't hear that every day. Um, and then also, you know, to, to say that in the face of, of doing this latest rate hike, I thought that was uh, an interesting approach by them. It's one of those situations where you always want to trust that the Federal Reserve knows exactly what they're doing. But uh, apparently, according to Jerome Powell, they do make some mistakes. And, and I happen to feel like this might be one of them. I think people are at an all-time high of mistrusting what's going on with the economy. And like you said, I mean, for it to be this high, even the he doesn't know why. It's like that's where we are at this point, where it, it it's it's nonsensical and it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. And so people just aren't trusting it. I would imagine that that is also affecting people buying homes. Um, are they, are they wary that this is not a good time because of that? And so they're going to put it off or just maybe kind of refurbish the home that they're in because it's going to ultimately be cheaper. What are you seeing in that? Yeah, we are seeing a lot of that. We're seeing more folks stay in their homes right now and, and not want to, you know, change their rate, so to speak. Um, actually, Lawrence uh, Yohan out there, our chief economist, I thought made a really joke, funny joke, but I'm a little bit of a nerd, so I probably liked it more than some. But <laughs> he was talking about how prices continue to, to trickle up, and they are. Home prices are still going up. Um, prices of consumer goods are still going up. Inflation is still above where we'd like it to be. He said, in fact, everything is up except divorce rates. And he said, the only thing I can think of is you might hate your spouse, but you love your rate right now. So you're just going to put up with them <laughs> and stay in your home. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a little cynical. Um, it, yeah, it takes the, the romance out of it a bit. But um, yeah, that's incredible. What about this whole thing that supposedly began on May 1st uh, with the administration sort of basically rewarding people with bad credit scores? And the opposite, the people with the good scores, making them pay the 1% to the ones that are not doing as well. How is that changing um, the market? Have you seen any, you know, any results of that? Like, is it? Yeah, we're actually making some progress with that. Um, That's something that NAR, the National Association of Realtors, became aware of um, early in January. Um, pretty soon after it was kind of proposed and, and decided that it was going to take effect, um, you know, the Biden administration rolled it out and said, yep, we're doing this. Never really consulted um, with us, the ones that are, you know, boots on the ground. Um, but they, they went, said, we're going to go ahead and do this. And on uh, May 10th, we actually had a little bit of a success with that. So there's a couple different things that they're doing with that. But one of them was they were going to adjust loan level pricing upfront fees were going to be imposed on borrowers who had a debt-to-income ratio greater than 40%. So debt-to-income, of course, means how much do you owe, how much do you make. If it gets above 40%, that gets to be a little bit dangerous for anybody who's getting a loan. Obviously, we want to make sure that you can repay those loans. Now, that was going to go into effect on August 1st, um, that particular one. The problem with that and and making those kind of mid-process adjustments is the DTI, that debt-to-income, can change significantly just during the course of a buyer obtaining financing. So they've made their offer on a home. They've started the process now of getting the appraisal, as we talked about earlier. They've started the process of going through all the underwriting. Their debt-to-income can change pretty quickly, and sometimes they incur a little bit of debt. You know, something happens. That's life. And so they've incurred a little bit more debt. The lender pulls that new DTI and looks at that and says, oh, my, things have changed. Now we're going to impose this fee on you. And it could literally cause some people to lose 
financing in the middle of a purchase, affecting not only them and their ability to buy that home, they've already paid for the appraisal, maybe they've paid for the inspections, they're out $1,000 if not more, and now they're not going to be able to buy the home. Not only affects them, it affects the person that's selling that home, and they're probably buying another home. And they're probably buying, and so it's this huge domino effect. And so that was a really, really what we saw is a very dangerous thing. And uh, we were able on May 10th, just not too long ago, we were actually able to convince the Federal Housing Finance Agency to rescind that proposal at this time. So that will not be moving forward at this time. And we will continue to try to make sure that that doesn't get put back on the table because it's just a dangerous thing, and it it just doesn't feel necessary. Good to know that. People speaking up and out is uh, actually affording some type of change. Nick Wise is here, and we're talking real estate. He is the one that knows everything that's happening, both from a perspective of being a broker and also uh, on the political side as well. We're going to hear more about that when we come back. Great website to find, Nick, is? It's www.nicwyse.com. Coming back, we're going to, as I said, we're going to give you more on legislative issues and what's happening in Washington and how it's affecting your home buying and your situation here. I'm Laura Smith.